Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. The incarnation of the Christ was a pivotal moment in the history of humanity. It was a mission to rescue humanity but has been grossly misunderstood for the most part. First of all, by the Jews, through whom this great salvation came into the world, then the rest of us by extension. When God befriended Abraham, it was not because God liked him more than other people, but it was a divine election for a universal purpose. In other words, God came to Abraham with all mankind in mind. But for thousands of years, the Jews did not understand this. As a matter of fact, they still don't. They still think God chose Abraham because he was special, which makes them special by extension. One thing I have come to know over the years is that whenever God approaches men, it is never about the men approached, but it's about all of humanity. The person approached, therefore, serves as a representation of humanity in the relationship. In the case of Abraham, when God approached him, God had the incarnation of the Christ in mind. This is what was meant by the blessing of Abraham. Unfortunately, most people erroneously believe that the blessing of Abraham is wealth. This is very unfortunate. To reduce the blessing of the Almighty to mundane things, the blessing of Abraham is Christ through which God said, the whole world will be blessed. We will look in this podcast into the aspect of this mission of Christ, which is hardly understood, and hopefully, as we do, bring clarity to some unclear areas. So what exactly did Christ come into the world to achieve? The Lord came into the world ultimately to achieve two things. The first was to settle the score of the sin of the world. Now what is the sin of the world? John the Baptist said this in John 1.29 and he said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Now why sin and not sins? This is because of what we call the original sin, which is the sin of Adam at the beginning. The Apostle Paul said that humanity inherited a sin nature as a result of that original sin. So men became sinners not because of what they are doing, but because they inherited it from their forefather Adam, who transferred the guilt into his descendants. As we saw in the last podcast, this is called iniquity. God has said that if man disobeys, that the result will be death. So 
So along with the sin, Adam also passed on death to mankind. Everything that works in one way should under normal circumstances also work the opposite way. It is on this premise that Christ came to reverse the debt of death resulting from the action of one man called Adam. That's why in Romans 5.12 it says, Wherefore as by one man sin came into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. To put this in a nutshell, people were sinners because of the actions of one man, Adam. In that same way, Jesus settling the depth of death by his death on the cross himself, achieved the same thing in reverse. So while Adam made mankind sinners, Christ made us all righteous by his actions. The next question I always get at this point will be, what about the bad things people are doing? Now, we are speaking English, yet we are not from England. Just as you are not English because you speak English, you are not a sinner because you sinned. In addition, the word sin itself has a very specific meaning, which strictly has to do with either a given law or a commandment to a specific people. That means a thing can only be legally referred to as a sin when there is a law or commandment directed to you. What is a sin to a people may not be so for another. Therefore, I generally don't like using that word sin. Now, as we previously said, Christ came to settle the sin of the world not just the sin of those who accepted him. Now this may sound unbelievable to many. That's why it's called the gospel because it actually means news that sounds too good to be true. But the sin of the world has been done away with. As it stands, there is currently no sin problem between God and humanity. I cannot emphasize this enough. If we look closely at the Old Testament, we find that priests could only come into the presence of God carrying blood. This is because man as a species could not come into God's presence without something to represent a life. So many animals had to die for the privilege of men coming into God's presence. Hebrews 9.7 says that the priest goes into God's presence once a year carrying blood to offer for his sins and that of the people. So the blood of animals were used to atone for sins for just one year. However, in contrast, Hebrews 10.12 says that the blood of Christ atones for sins forever. So now, Nothing stops anyone from coming straight into God's presence because of that way made by Christ in his sacrifice. Today, we call all men to come to God's presence without the need for shedding blood because the sin hanging over our heads as a species has been done away with. Now, had Christ not done this, it would have been quite impossible. The gospel to the world is not actually about going to heaven, but that their sin problem has been solved. 
no need anymore to be afraid to come to God because their debts are paid. Any man can come to God empty-handed and not die. So let all the people praise him because the whole world owes him gratitude for the thing he has done. Now the second thing Christ came to do is to give men life. The fact that your sins are forgiven doesn't mean you have life. Christ died for the sin of the world, but he gives life only to those who believe in him. Forgiveness of sin is therefore universal, but receiving everlasting life is conditional. John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The issue of heaven or hell is no longer an issue of sin or no sin, but the issue of life or death. Now let me make this statement that may sound controversial. People don't go to hell because they are sinners. They go because they are dead. It doesn't really matter how righteous you feel you are. If you are dead, you must go to hell. Every person from Adam until Christ went to hell, including Christ himself. If you remember the story of Lazarus and the rich man, both Lazarus and the rich man found themselves in hell, though one was good and the other was bad. As a matter of fact, the story also remarked that Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom which is to say Abraham himself, who we call the friend of God and our father of faith, but also in hell with them. So why is this so? The reason goes back to the drama that played out in the beginning. God said, in that day you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die. However, the Bible records that Adam lived for more than 900 years. Does it mean God lied when he said that? Or didn't God know what he was talking about? Or did what God said not come to pass? Impossible. Adam died that very day. That's why they could no longer remain in the realm of life. The Garden of Eden represents the realm of life. Now let me now say categorically that being alive and having life are not the same thing. From that day, man became human and was only animated or alive but had no life. Man became a mere shell with no living content. Mankind was dead spiritually. Even today, many dead men are walking around in their fancy clothes and cars but in reality, they are dead. Jesus said to an intending disciple in Matthew 8.22, He said, let the dead bury their dead. So dead men often bury other dead men. I had earlier said that the issue of heaven and hell is the issue of life and death. Let me explain further. Now the word hell is translated from the Greek word Hades, which means the grave, but it also means the place of the dead. 
So once you are dead, that's where you will find your soul. I don't want to go into the details about the astral dimension that is called hell because it's very complicated. The only thing I will say is that it is far bigger and much more diverse in nature than people think. It's all about fire, but more about different levels of mental torture. But let's leave that alone. Everyone from Adam ended up in hell, not because of their actions, but because they had no life. Anyone in whom life is found cannot be found in the place of the dead, but is translated to the realm of life. This is where the Lord Jesus Christ comes in. He came to return to mankind what mankind lost in the garden by not just returning life but giving us everlasting life, which is the kind of life that God has. That is why we become the sons of God in Christ. Therefore, it's so simple. Christ came to pay for the original sin by doing exactly what Adam did in reverse. This is why he is also called the second Adam by obedience unto life instead of disobedience unto death. Then secondly, he offers all who come to him life so that they can be taken into the realm of life and light instead of the pits of sin and death. Once you have received Christ, you have automatically become a citizen of heaven and you have no need to fear anymore. Now, I pray that God will grant us divine wisdom in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening and God bless you. Hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.